Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due. Welcome into We're Talking. Tonight, our very special guest, Mr. Jay Walker, voice of the Raging Cages. Lots to talk about the recap of the Texas game. Uh, don't want to get into a lot of second guessing, but I think there was a lot of positive there for the team. We'll talk a little bit about volleyball tonight and what Christy, Chris, Coach Christy Gere, ooh, easy for me to say, I've had a couple tonight, uh, is doing with the uh, volleyball team. But at the same time, before we get started, Jay, let's talk about it. It's been a while. Uh, since we've been back in the bunker, no AC yet, but still, it's kind of comfortable. It's cooled down a little bit here at the home front. But let's talk about our bottle that we're sipping on tonight, Blanton's. How long, you know, what's been going on? Well, the last time that I opened a bottle of Blanton's was the night that the Dodgers won the World Series last year. And so, you know, it took, I don't know, about a week or so to go ahead and finish the bottle, maybe a couple of weeks. And I haven't had any since then. So it's, um, it's nice for it to touch my palate again. It is um, absolutely one of my favorite bourbons. Um, I, I think if, if I were to give you three or four that are go-tos for me, if, if it's a perfect world and it's free, okay, it being free is very important. Always. But Blanton's, Jefferson's Ocean, Angel's Envy, Calumet, I think are probably my favorite four. Calumet is a very underrated bourbon, first of all, and now they have very different varieties of it, 8, a 10, 12, 14, and a 15-year-old, but very tasty, uh, very underrated, nice uh, spice forward, and a nice long finish. As I, like, I forgot where I read this, but you know that feeling where that burn goes down the back of your throat? That's your soul healing right there. Oh, look out. Look out. <laughs> I like it. That may be from the devil. I'm not sure, but it, <laughs> my soul is healing somewhere. So, Coach Christy Gray, I, I know you uh, you talked to her several times on your podcast through RagingCadence.com, but um, and I was lucky enough to be there for the second second time that you spoke with her. Uh, very energetic, very special coach in my opinion. Uh, started out three and one right now. Uh, just just I mean I I know you're, you you've support them through the back row club. Uh, any thoughts there on, on just what, what she's done maybe I, so I, far? I think she brings an awful lot of energy to this program. You know, she's she's young, um, in her early 30s, and she's she's got a little, a little feistiness to her, I think. And I've talked to some people who have seen them in action, and I, you know, we have not because the four matches they played were on the road. Then they were supposed to be in Nacogdoches last week, and that got canceled because they had some contract uh, contact tracing issues. But those that have seen uh, them play, they play fast. They play with a lot of energy, and I think that I think that team is going to be fun to watch. Now they're picked kind of in the middle of the Western Division. I think fourth out of six teams. We'll see how that works out. You know, Texas State's the gold standard for volleyball in the Sun Belt Conference. But um, I, I, I like what she's bringing to the table. I love her enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, I, I think she's going to get it done, and hopefully sooner rather than later. But I think she's bringing a lot to the table here. Well, they're not home until September 21st. So mark your calendars, everyone. September 21st with Lamar, 
So September 24th is a Friday against Georgia State at home. In September 25th, a Saturday home against Georgia Southern are their next three home matches. So not till September 1st. So we want to uh, wish Coach Gray and the volleyball team lots of luck this year. Yeah, no, both of those games are against Georgia State, I think. Uh, well, okay, the schedule says Georgia Southern, but well, I, never mind. I could be wrong. I've I could be wrong time. too. I've. But usually, yeah. if you play on Friday, you play again on Saturday. Same team. Well, they've got their the next week. They show at uh, October first at UT Arlington, then Saturday at Texas State. Well, that goes to show how much I know, which obviously isn't very much. And then the next week, we're home against Arkansas State and Little Rock. So okay. We all learned something here tonight. So. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of that has changed over the the past little bit. No, that's true. You know, you're playing one's playing ULM, the other one's playing yeah. the Cajuns, and they flip. So okay. they flip. So yeah. But uh, exciting. Uh, lots of energy. Does, does it bother you though? Uh, and she wasn't the only one. Zion Hill did this to us also at, at Sun Belt Conference Media Days. Does it bother you at all that when they say, "I love old school R and B," and you're like, "Well, what do you like?" And they're going like. You know, something from the 90s. I mean, does that sound old? I mean, for me, I'm thinking 70s. I'm like, yeah, throw down, you know? Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm, break, get up, I'm about to break into a chorus of My Girl by the Temptations. So. <laughs> well, you know. I'm, does that make you feel old, though? Sure it does. I sure mean, it does. Old school R&B, the 90s. Yeah, no. No, don't get me wrong. They had some good stuff back well, then, but sure. it's not what I thought of. Think about I mean... I mean, oh. I thought I thought Boys to Men was a really good group. Uh, we'll move on from there. All okay. right, let's move on. Uh, wow, UT, the Heat, the hundred thousand or ninety thousand, whatever was there, it looked like a lot of not a lot of empty seats. Don't get me wrong, but it looked like some empty seats there. There were. Um, I'm sure the Heat had a lot I'm to gonna, do with it. I'm going to say probably ninety thousand were in attendance okay. in a one hundred three thousand seat stadium. Um, Dr. Amanda Phillips, who uh, of course is one of the doctors on the field, yep. she had one of those things that gives you the uh, the temperature. Yep. 131 at one point. Brand new turf at Texas. Okay, so when you have brand new turf, it's hotter than ever. Yes. 131 at some point in time on the field on the turf. You know, both teams play obviously on the same field the same temperature it's not like that you know you got one kid sitting in a uh in his basement playing somewhere and the other one so but but at the same time uh, i was disappointed but not like i have been in the past when you know when we went up to oklahoma state in 2012 13 something like that that you know that wasn't the same thing to me no it wasn't and Look, I, I'm going to go back, and I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, okay? I'm not a football expert. I don't claim to be. But I said going into the game, and I said it to anybody who would ask me, and I said it on several different radio shows, including the folks over in Texas. And here's what I said about the game. The Cajuns had to win the turnover battle. Correct. Preferably by two or more. They were minus one. Yep. I said you couldn't give up the big play. And I want to say that they had 13 plays of 15 yards or more. Yeah. And I said you had to win the kicking game. They had an extra point blocked. They had a kick that went out of bounds. Uh, they had no returns 
uh, and and the one return they had of a kickoff, they missed they missed a block, and, and so they didn't get to the 25-yard line. So the three things that they had to do, they lost all three of those. Well, when that happens, you're not going to win. You know, we sit all day long and say, well, you know, uh, if our quarterback play was better, if this was better. There were two things that happened during the course of the game. I, I don't think quarterback play was great. I don't think it was terrible. No. But I think Levi can play better, and Levi will be the first one to say that. To try to put this on him is just stupid. And so if you were one of those people is putting him on uh, on him, sorry, but, but it's a stupid comment. The, the other thing is they didn't tackle very well. Because they didn't tackle very well, they couldn't get off the field on third down. They didn't make enough plays on third down. Third down was huge in this game. But because they didn't tackle very well, you had more than 10 plays of 15 yards or more, and some of that was because they didn't tackle well. So, you know, if if they had played even in the turnover battle, if they had given up six or seven plays of 15 yards or more, if they would have had a push in the kicking game, they still would have lost. Yes. Texas had better players. There are things that you have to do to counteract better talent. And unfortunately, the Cajuns weren't able to do the things that they needed to do. You're listening to We're Talking with Jay Walker and Craig Melanson. Jay, you know, I agree with everything you say, and I think those people that hate Levi are going to hate Levi or, or want it, are looking for him to fail are going to look for those reasons. And I don't want to get into all that tonight. It is what it is. But I agree with you totally on the tackle, and it, you know, it's – it's, I won't say funny, it's, uh, I guess, amazing or coincidence. Well, I don't know what the, the exact word. It's probably called Blanton's in your system right now. That's why you can't remember. But I've, the, I, I've had just a half of, half of a small glass. Well, that's okay. Here. We're going to take a, a break here in a second and, and pour another one. But before we do that, you talked about the tackling. And the thing that was amazing to me, for back of a, lack of a better term, uh, was that the number of times that we hit them in the backfield that should have been a loss and they gained the 10 or the 12 yeah. or the 15 yards. And to me, that's where it really showed up. Sure. And and, and, and look, we're going to give the other guy a little credit here. Oh, uh, B. B. John Robinson's really oh. good. He's the Walter Camp Offensive yes. National Player of the Week. He's the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week. He's a great talent. Yes. I'll also say this. Hudson Card's better than I thought he was going to be. Yes. Um, I think he's going to be a great quarterback for Texas as time goes by. He's going to make freshman mistakes. He made a couple the other day. But but he's got some very good skills. Um, you know, I guess it is what it is. You know, I mean, they, they weren't good enough. Billy Napier on Monday during his Zoom, he said, and he said this many times, the tape doesn't lie. He said, in looking at the tape, the tape was not indicative of winning football for the Raging Cajuns. He's putting it all on himself, his coaching staff, and his players. Yes, Texas had great talent, but did the Cajuns play to their capability taking Texas out of the picture? And the answer is no. And so that is something that's got to get cleaned up. I, I made the comment 
and, and, and I'd like to say that it was an original comment, but it wasn't. It was something I read last week, and I think it was Pat Forty who wrote it. But I totally agree. And, it, and it's come to pass now that week one is in the books, and you can look back. There's no bigger overreaction on the part of fans or media than week one of the season. Totally agree. You know, um, you know Illinois was going to be this great football team, and Brett Bielema's got them, and they're back, and they just lost to UTSA, and UTSA never trailed in that game, and it was at Illinois. Yep. Um, Nebraska's just got awful. Well, Nebraska won uh, their last game. Um, they, Forty said the, U, the UCLA-LSU game would be the biggest overreaction in college football. And, they, and he said it. He said, if LSU loses, they're going to be calling for Ed Ogeron's head. Well, not only are they doing it, but a lot of media people are starting to speculate on it as well. And on the other hand, Chip Kelly uh, and UCLA, they're going to the college football playoff this year. Yeah, that ain't happening. Well, you know, but, but it just goes to yeah. show you what happens in week one. So I think, I think we have to take a step back. I think we need to not overreact to what we saw. Oh, well, the Cajuns, uh, obviously, they're not a top 25 team. No, I think the Cajuns are a top 25 team. They didn't play like one on Saturday. They've got 11 more chances to change your mind starting this week against Nichols. Well, I, I think one of the biggest things, you know, afterwards, this was the first game I missed in person, or not, I'm sorry, not the first game, the second game, only the second game in the last four years. No, I think I was sick another, I think the UAB game I did not make either, but that that's besides the point but i was talking with my friends i said you know if this game happens later in the year i think the cajuns play much better but at the same time texas is a young team too and if it happens later in the year they play much i don't think the the the, the outcome is different i do think both teams clean up a lot of things but i think the outcome is the same i i think you know I think m most people agreed that this game would be won or lost on the line of scrimmage, and I thought the Cajuns' defense against the Texas offensive line, I thought the Cajun defense did pretty well. Missed too many tackles. Yes. But they had the penetration. They put themselves in position to make plays. I do think Texas won the other battle. Their front sevens are really good. And because of that, um, I, I don't, you know, they had the Chris Smith run, was the only run they had that was over 15 yards. Yep. Um, I think that uh, you know, they were able to get some pressure on Levi as a result. I think Levi can make better decisions, but I don't think he was... Uh, until the end of the game when they were playing prevent, I don't think he was put in a position to make a lot of plays because I don't think he had time to make a lot of them. I was going to say, I, I think a lot of that had to do with the Texas defensive line, unlike the Iowa State defensive line that looked like they had only been in camp for a week or two. Right, right. So, and as we saw, they got better throughout Look, the year. Texas is good. Yes. Okay. I, I think Texas, you know, well, Texas might be underrated. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I, you know, they might be exactly who we thought they were, but they're a good football team. Yes. And are they going to win the Big 12? Nah, if I had to guess, I'd say no. But they're going to be right in the middle of it, and they're going to have something to say about who does win it. Um, and, I, you know, we'll find out. If, if Sark was the right hire, they, you know, they said, oh, my God, they made a home run hire in Sarkeesian. Maybe they did. Time will tell. They've said that with every hire they've had. Oh, I know.
I know. We'll be back right after this short message. Uh, Jay looks like he needs another adult beverage, uh, and I'm sure I do. So we'll be right back after this. Um, we're talking with Craig Melanson and Jay Walker. Welcome back to We're Talking. Craig Melanson and the voice of the Cajuns, Jay Walker, tonight. Jay took a nice little swallow of uh, Blanton's there, and it kind of, I don't know, it started healing his soul, as yeah, we like I guess. to say. I guess. A fire, or, or as Bob Seeker said, the fire down below. Oh, I, I certainly had it for a minute there. And I just took a swallow thinking Jay would talk a little more, so I, yeah. I apologize. Okay. But uh, lots going on in the college football world. Before we get to Nichols, let's, I mean, what were you able to see? What were you able to read about? I mean, lots of things going on. Obviously, Alabama looked good. Uh, the LSU-UCLA, we talked a little bit about. Um, uh, well, you know, first, let me, let me say this about LSU. Evidently, Bo Pelini wasn't the only problem. Oh, okay. no. Their, their linebackers did not play well um, over the weekend. They gave up way too many big plays. They got no running game. Um now they did have the the guy who was supposed to be the number one guy. He was he was out, but they're going to have trouble running the football against good football teams. So, you know, I don't know that what we saw Saturday was an aberration. We won't find out for several weeks because they've got McNeese who just lost to a D two team. Yep. They've got uh, yes. directional Michigan, um, and then they've got. Mississippi State, and my gosh, if they if they lose to that team, there's an issue. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Um, as far as the Sun Belt was concerned, team of the week is South Alabama. Yes. They uh, Kane Womack's uh, debut as the head coach. They broke open a tight game in the second half, blew out Southern Miss. Also breaking in a new coach in Will Hall. They're the team of the week in the league. Um, Appalachian State did to East Carolina what I expected. And look good doing it. And I mean, Oh, no, they're good. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, Coastal did what they were supposed to do against the Citadel. Um, Georgia Southern, not only did they have a new quarterback, but he was not able to play the first two games, so they were going with their second-string new quarterback and struggled to beat Gardner-Webb, but they did beat him. Um, I think the biggest disappointment was Georgia State. Yes. Who went out and flat laid an egg against Army in Atlanta. Now, I think Army's good. Okay, they always are. But I really, you know, I expected Georgia State to be the team that was ready to take a big step forward, and they did not do it Saturday, and um, they were they were not impressive at all in anything that they did. I mean, I can understand on the defensive side, but the offensive side, you got a quarterback there, though, even though he is a freshman still, has been there for, for this is year three. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. play better. Yeah. And the other thing is that you play Georgia Southern every year that, that runs the option, the veer, whatever you want to call it. You, you should be able to, you should, you should be able to know how to defend that by now. Now, that, that was, that was not a very impressive performance. They, they get the Booby Prize Award this week. South Alabama gets the Team of the Week Award, in my opinion. What about ULM? I mean, wasn't blown out by Kentucky. Yeah, they were. They were beaten forty-five to ten. Craig, did I, you look at I, the box score? I, I, but did you look at the box score? They had eighty-four yards of offense. Okay. I was just the, the eighty-four yards of offense. 
I had the Reds game on. It Rich's, was on the team. Rich's kid was the quarterback. I think he had like 50 yards passing. That, All right. So ULM got blew out by now, Kentucky. Now, the good, the good news was, and it came short drive after a turnover, but ULM did something they had not done at all last year is they led in that game 7 to nothing. I mean, so it's kind of hard to say they got blown out if they led at one point. And then they got beat 45-3 <laughs> to three after that. No, they had less than 100 yards in offense. Um, they've got they got a long ways to go. I know they're not in our conference, but they're, if, you, if you got a team... ULM, yeah, they're in our no, conference. No, I'm talking... No, I'm moving on. We're listening to We're Talking with Craig Malasso and Jay Walker. So, moving on from ULM, though, and I know this next team is not in our conference, but, you know, you got to love the way that Louisiana Tech found a new way to lose. 23-point underdogs yeah. in that game. They fell behind, 14 to nothing, and then they rattled off like 34 unanswered. Fell behind 35 to 34, drove downfield, ready to kick a field goal to win, and it gets blocked. Now, if I'm a Louisiana Tech fan, at the time that it happens, I'm pissed, okay? Because we led 35 to 14. Yes. Today, I'm probably saying, okay, it's a game that we had a chance to win. We probably should have won, but going in, I'm not really sure that we expected to win. So let's build on it. You know, Monday is a whole lot easier than Sunday is if you're a football fan in college. But really, though, come on, they're Louisiana Tech fans. They're not going. They're not going to be happy. <laughs> and I'm just going to take a jab at them now. No, no, go ahead. And I've got some good. I, I've got some good friends that played there, and I'm sorry they played there. You know, it, it, and it was it was Malcolm Butler's first game doing play by play for football um, at Louisiana Tech. Um, haven't. Haven't gotten any feedback as to how he did. Of course, he's been doing women's basketball there forever. Um, but I like Malcolm. Malcolm's a good guy. I wish him all the best. I, I hope things went well for him on Saturday. Good, good. Well, I don't know what... Uh, I think the only other Sun Belt team we did not talk about might be Texas State and Troy. I believe Troy won. Troy blew out Southern. Okay, that's uh, right, Southern. I'm sure the human jukebox won halftime because they oh. went halftime against everybody. Yeah, and if they didn't, it was probably gram they were playing rambling or something. Um, and, you know, Texas State, um, I, I had a feeling that they would give Baylor a game. That's I, right, they did. I thought 14 points was too much. Um, and they wound up, I think, losing by nine. Uh, and really two, three plays that they execute differently, maybe they're in position to win that game. Um, but you know what? And, and I understand they only won a couple games last year, but they're, it, they're it's, better. It's year th it, sure they are. But it's year three for Jake Spavital, and they need to start winning these games. Yeah. Now, I realize it was Big 12 team and all that good stuff, but they can't keep playing people close and losing. I, yes, you, you're, as a coach, you're not going to last that long. So, Craig Malonso and Jay Walker on We're Talking Tonight. Um, Jay, let's talk about Nichols. My understanding is that they're going to be staying in Ruston this week. Uh, oh, actually, I think they're staying in Memphis. Okay. Um, at least that's what Billy said today. Um, 
and and so you may be right, but my understanding was that they're staying in Memphis. I, they may be staying in Memphis the night before coming down and spending the night in Ruston. That's and possible. Here. Yeah, I, I, that, I, that I may have what have been. I, I, I know this. I know that Nichols has had a resurrection under Tim Rebo. Yes. I think all of us are extremely happy for Tim. You know, he's a Destrahan guy. He's from down the river. I mean, he's a local boy making good. He's won a championship. He's been in the FCS playoffs. And when you're nickels and you and you you don't have a lot of resources, the fact that he's brought them into the playoffs and won once he's gotten there, I, I think the resurrection of that program is a big story in the FCS. I think Nichols has talent now. The spring was kind of crazy for them because they averaged 47 points a game in the spring south season. Oh, that's why I keep forgetting about that. But they gave up a ton. They gave up, I think, 70 to Steve, to uh, either Sam or Stephen F. So they gave up a lot, scored a lot. Lindsey Scott Jr. is their quarterback. Um, he's got skills. He's a dual threat guy. He can run. He's a big, strong guy, and I think he got some guys who can catch it. I don't know how good Nichols is defensively. Um, you know, Memphis scored 45 uh, against them, although they had to lengthen it out in the second half. It's a little bit closer than that at halftime. Um, so I don't know how good they are defensively, but I think they're capable of moving the football and scoring some points. Do you think them playing four, five, six, eight games in the spring versus the fall helped them at all? I have no in? idea. Because I, no I mean, idea. you saw teams like South Dakota State that beat Colorado State, I believe. Yep. I mean, it, I mean, now don't get me wrong. South Dakota State was in the championship game last year. So. You had six FCS schools beat that beat FBS schools. Uh, amazingly. Kansas wasn't one of them. <laughs> they did manage to get a three-point win over South Dakota, not State. Um, but it, but, but it didn't. Happened. Washington lose. Washington, Washington State. Washington is no. Washington is like in the top twenty. They lost to Montana. Now Montana's probably a top fifteen FCS school. Yeah, they have been for a long time. But you can't do that if you're a nationally ranked team. And. Yeah, they lost. Hear that, to Michigan Montana. fans? Hear that, Michigan fans? Uh-huh. So, and I'm sorry, but uh, I, I know nobody wants to hear it. But once again, Notre Dame is overrated. Now, may, maybe they'll play better at the end of the year, but they should have lost to Florida did State. You, did you see the flack that Brian Kelly's getting? Oh, over the uh, over the John X A comment. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know. Well, he said, yeah, I'm in favor of execution. I'd like to execute some of my players. That's a little different than... Well, John McKay, Right. they they asked him when he was coaching Tampa Bay, what did you think of your team's execution? And he said, I'm in favor of it. Okay? This was a play on that. And that's where he was coming from with it. But now here in 2021, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. That is just so terrible. Well... I don't like the man to begin with. Well, I I understand, but but come on. I I, I never mind. We're gonna yes have another adult beverage here. So 
Cajuns, I don't think they, I, I don't think they struggle at all. I think Levi opens it up a little bit more. I, 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 I do think that Levi uh, has the opportunity to run a little bit more now, and I hope he does because uh, I think he showed it against Texas a couple times. But uh, our running backs, I, I think, have to get more explosive too, though. Big Montrell, I like him a lot. He's going to be a stud. There's several of them back there that I think but, are going to be. But, you know, well, they only played three the other day, but I I liked what I saw out of Big Montrell. I I think he's a keeper. Um, yeah. You know, I saw it from like I said, sitting on the couch with a glass of bourbon or a glass of beer in my hand the whole time. But Zion Williams, you know, we made the comment, you know, when when I met him down in New Orleans. Zion I, Hill. Zion Hill. Zion Hill. Zion Williams plays for the Pelicans. Yeah. And played for Kentucky. Zion Hill. No, he played for Duke. <laughs> Did I say Kentucky? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Maybe okay. it's time to end this. Well, we will end this in a second. But my point being is I didn't see him in on a lot of plays. Was that because he was being double teamed or that he – I mean, I'm not – I. We called his name a few times. Yeah. But, yeah, they doubled him. They doubled him a lot. In, um, and that and that goes back to uh, I don't know if you remember when the Saints drafted Ricky uh, Henderson, Ricky Henderson, no Ricky Jackson, Ricky Henderson played baseball for the A's. Yeah, we're about to end this thing. When they drafted Ricky Jackson, everybody you know everybody thought Miami drafted. Uh, uh, I was about to say Hugh Freeze, Hugh Green, Hugh Green, and everybody thought Hugh Green was great because he made all these tackles and everything. It's because Ricky Jackson was being double teamed. So, uh, we, we've got to tackle better, though. That, that's the main deal. And, and, uh, and I know, I, I think we played probably the best competition that we're, we're going to see until we uh, play App State. Uh, lots of things could happen in between there, though, so we don't know. So, in closing, now that I've rambled and fumbled and messed up every name that I know on this earth, uh, what are your final thoughts before we close it out tonight? Well... You know, I think that um, that Saturday's game is behind us now. Um, I think I think you look ahead. You've got Nichols coming in this week, and then you've got a short week before Ohio comes in. Ohio lost their opener to Syracuse um, at uh, at Peden Stadium uh, in in Athens, and you know then you got to go on the road and, and open up conference against uh, against Georgia Southern. You need to take care of your business in those three. Then you're going to have that game against South Alabama, which, judging by what we just saw over the weekend, could be a very interesting game in our first trip to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. Yes. But the goal is to be 4-1 and one when Appalachian State comes to town. and um, But you do it one week at a time. One, you know, I, I don't want to sound like Billy, but one week at a time, one quarter at a time, one play at a time. And... Uh, you just you just try to continue to improve to where when you have to play better competition you're ready to go I, I agree and we've seen it uh, through the years with different teams not just the Cajuns so that may have struggled or not played their best in the first couple games and then and then came on some some can say that about Iowa State and peaked at the right time of the season so the Cajuns don't have that luxury as Iowa State does to lose three games but the Cajuns do 
have the luxury of uh, continuing to play each week and to improve each week. So, uh, Jay, thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me, as always. Thank you for the uh, for the little surprise here in this yeah. class. It's very nice. Well, we'll talk again next week after the Nichols game. Uh, our, the plan is to have Jay for a recap of uh, the past uh, week. Then Rage and Dave, uh, Dave Amato and myself will uh, will kind of preview uh, later on in the week. Uh, I'll get Dave's thoughts also on the Texas game before we dive deep into the uh, the 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 previous uh, the post the next week game. Ugh, easy for me to say. So for Jay Walker, I'm Craig Melanson. You've been listening to Word Talking. Tune in later on this week for more. Thank you.